0: Good morning and welcome into In Focus Parks and Rec Day as we're already into May. It's kind of hard to believe. May 2nd. Joined alongside me this morning, Wyatt Thompson, Assistant Director, Parks and Recreation. Good morning, Wyatt. Good morning. And Sydney Baker, Recreation Specialist with Aquatics. Good morning, Sydney. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Cold. Yeah, a little cold. <laughs> a little rainy, a little wet outside. That's all right, though. How's everything going with Parks and Rec? I'm sure you guys are fully underway now with summer approaching pretty quick
1: we are getting very busy right now for sure you know <laughs> I've, I've been saying since about february that you know summer's coming and it's just because summer is so big for what P- P- parks and recreation does in in all aspects
0: right and you guys kind of get things going even tonight you have stuff on the schedule parks and rec advisory board uh if you want to give an update on that
1: yeah so the parks and recreation advisory board meets monthly on the first monday of every month and so that meeting will be tonight four thirty at city hall or you can tune in at uh, the city's website or on Facebook or Channel 3. And our agenda tonight is going to be a virtual tour of some parks and recreation facilities. So we'll uh, take our park board around the city to various parks and recreation sites, um, show them some photos, some uh, plans for future projects, updates on existing projects or ones that have just been completed. And then uh, we will get that uh, virtual tour posted Onto our website after the meeting as well, so the public can either check it out tonight at the meeting, or you know they can go to our website mhkprd.com and and find that on there.
0: Okay, lots of good stuff coming up, and uh, Sydney, I'll switch over to you now because I know you got a lot to talk about with aquatics as
2: we move into a time where all the pools are getting ready to open. They are, you know, we've got two right now. Northview and City are both bowl we have water in them which is great and seco's on the agenda for the next couple of weeks we're opening all three facilities for the first time since 2019 so we're excited about that getting a lot of questions about whether or not seco's going to be there and it is we're (laughs) getting there so hang on and we also got both of our splash parks coming back up too so we've got city splash park next to the city water park and then we've got blue earth plaza so Our crews are out working really hard right now getting everything up and running.
0: That's exciting. All three of them opening. And do you have the dates for those three when they're opening?
2: Yeah, they open May 28th at 1 p.m. So you need to get out and buy your season passes now (laughs) so you are ready to go. That's right around (laughs) the corner. That's quickly approaching. We're excited. We've got staff coming in right now. We're still taking applications for our lifeguards. You know, we're we're really where we need to be staff-wise, but the more lifeguards we have, the more they get the schedules they want, and they don't have to work as many weekends. So (laughs) if you know any 16 and up uh, that need a summer gig, we're hiring for sure.
0: And where can they learn more about those opportunities?
2: So all of our jobs are posted right now at those cities' websites, so cityofmhk.com backslash jobs, and we're still hiring for rec seasonals, so ball field and rec centers are both hiring maintenance crews and athletic crews. And Parks is also hiring some seasonal maintenance positions as well. So we've got a variety. You don't have to be a lifeguard. (laughs) I'm going to push for that, but we've got others (laughs) if you need it.
0: Plenty of opportunities. And for those uh, looking to become a lifeguard, I know a lot of times you have to take classes and stuff. So can you just walk me through that process if somebody's wanting to become a lifeguard?
2: Yeah, if they want to be a lifeguard and they're not currently certified, we actually have plenty of instructors on our staff now. So we do all of that in-house we just need their application, and then we'll get them situated with the class and get them all set up before the start of the season. It's pretty cool.
0: Perfect. Pretty easy process then. Yeah. Again, you can find all those on the website, uh, mhkprd.com, and kind of direct your way through there. But otherwise, season passes, daily admission, those are always questions when it uh, comes this time. How much does it cost to get in? What is
2: so just walk me through that as well. Yeah. so season passes are on sale. We've got adults for sixty five dollars and youth for forty five. Those are good for all three of our facilities for the entire season. Um, it's cheaper than our daily admissions. So if you're a regular attendee, attendance for a regular admission is six dollars for adults and four for youth. So a lot of a lot of moms and dads that come on the regular get those season passes for the discount. Um we've also got our programs opening so if you're looking for swimming lessons or aqua aerobics or you want to do lap swimming, you know, we've got a variety of options for that as well.
0: Okay, so plenty to do. It's not just all everything about the fun. to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all it's all fun though. Once you get out there in the pool, I mean You always see people out there in the summer just enjoying themselves, whether that's in the water or just catching a tan.
2: I am ready for my (laughs) tan. I'm feeling very pale lately.
0: (laughs) I feel that. I put on shorts the other day,
2: and I was like, ooh, (laughs) might need to see the sun. (laughs) We are not ready for this. (laughs) Anything else you want to add about aquatics? Uh, We did open our rentals this morning, so if you need a place for a pool party or a birthday party, anything like that, we are renting out Northview and Seco this season. Those are available online as well at our website. Um, or you can call our office and reserve over the phone.
0: Awesome. Perfect spot for a birthday party.
2: It's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and with that, we'll kind of switch over to the Parks and Rec updates from you, Wyatt. I know there's a lot going on as we talked about, but Arts in the Park is a big one that you guys have done for several years.
1: Yeah, we've, we've done Arts in the Park for a long time. I, I'm not sure of how long, but uh, we are excited to get geared up in June and July here this summer. Uh, Friday nights at City Park. Usually it started at 8 o'clock at the Larry Norville Bandshell. And we've we've got our first three um, artists uh, ready to, to go. Uh, Randy McAllister will perform on June 3rd. He's kind of an East Texas blues and souls kind of a guy. Um, uh, Nave Manjo. Is a a rapper R and B artist from Kansas City area. He was recently featured on Bel Air, so if you've watched that show, um, Fresh Prince Throwback, he he had some music on on that show. He'll be performing June tenth, and then the Private Property Band uh, will perform June seventeenth on Juneteenth, and they're kind of a they're a mix of R and B and soul and jazz blues. Um, They really kind of market themselves as you know for all generations of music fans, so they'll do a lot of covers. And, you know, some should be some good entertainment Um, all those weekends. And then, you know, through through June and and into July, we'll have concerts every Friday night uh, free of charge. So just come on down to City Park and uh, check it out.
0: Awesome. Lots of good stuff. And is that open to anyone that can come out to those?
1: That is. Yeah, they're free, open to the public and just come on down and, you know, people bring um, lawn chairs or blankets. You know, we do have some seating But kind of people kind of make the space their own and just, you know, bring bring their family, their friends, listen to some good music and um, enjoy the evening.
0: Right. Perfect way to get outside. And like you said, free. So that's even better. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, I know on kind of the flip side of that, you guys just opened a bunch of rec centers. So talk to me about how those are uh, all going in the area.
1: Yeah. So we're coming up on almost one year of opening at the Anthony Recreation Center. And then you know eight or nine months at the Eisenhower Recreation Center, and you know things are are really happening there. Uh, you know we're seeing anywhere from 150 to 200 people, 200 people every day uh, drop in. A lot of that is, is after school uh, time. The middle school kids come over and play basketball and, and run around on the track and do different activities, and so it's a good opportunity uh, for for them in those after school hours. But people drop in in the mornings to play pickleball, basketball, you know, do some walking, and particularly on days like today. Where it's a little rainy outside, go and go check out the rec center and and, and get in your in your laps or shoot a few hoops. Um, we've we've had a couple of tournaments there as well, which was always a big push as we were building the centers. We wanted to bring in that outside uh, use, that outside investment into our community. And so here this last weekend, we just had a youth gymnastics tournament, which I think is probably certainly the first that Manhattan Parks and Recreation has hosted, um, possibly the first that Manhattan has hosted at least of this size. This was a regional meet and so almost 700 gymnasts uh, from about age four or five you know up through 18 maybe a little bit older were there competing um friday saturday sunday so just a a great event i I got to stop in and watch it on a little bit on saturday Um, really talented really talented youth that were performing or uh, competing there and um, and obviously a a good economic impact for the community to have people from all over the state uh, nebraska colorado Um, Come into town to compete. So,
0: right, that's awesome. Seven hundred gymnasts—that's a lot. And like you said, just the impact on the community as a whole, not just for Parks and Rec, but that's awesome. And I assume you guys, Parks and Rec, in the summer, you guys have softball tournaments and stuff like that, also coming into the area. Can you just talk to some of the other other events that you guys hold in the summer?
1: Yeah. So Twin Oaks and at Annenberg Park has been hosting tournaments here really since about March. Um, You know, we start early. I always think it's really cold to be playing softball (laughs) or baseball that time of year, but. Um, you know, folks love it, and so they're out doing it. Um, we've had uh, – we just hosted a, a U.S.A. adult tournament here this last weekend, and then here this coming weekend we've got uh, a youth baseball tournament, 71 teams. So they're going to use all six fields uh, several days out at out at Annenberg, and so it's going to be very busy. Again, a, a great great opportunity for area youth as well as a good opportunity for the local economy to support – and you know, just show everybody who's coming into town what Manhattan has to offer.
0: Right. Hopefully, they'll get some nice weather this weekend for it. I have been umpired. and I umpire in the summer too. And two weekends ago, it was like forty mile an hour wind straight in my face. I was like, this is not fun for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Why are yeah. we here? <laughs>
1: you, you never you never know what you're going to get, but we do hope for good good weather weekends. You know, later in the, in the, later in May, we do have three A state softball coming in as well. We we enjoy hosting the the high school teams there at the field as well.
0: That's a lot of fun. A lot going on. And I know with that, there's also some projects that you guys are working on as well out at Dishman Lake. Uh, do you have any updates on that?
1: Yeah. So we're doing what's uh, it's called a micro dredging project. And so over the years, you know, we've had several floods at Annenberg Park as Wildcat Creek is flooded. It's uh, run off a lot of, of really our old parking lot, our asphalt millings that ended up in there. A lot of sediment ended up in the bottom of the lake and other other just stuff that shouldn't be there. And so we were seeing, you know, the water was really shallow, it wasn't good for the fish habitat. It was growing a lot of algae because of those water conditions. And so we've been working with FEMA and the Kansas Department of Emergency Management to put together this project. And so we've got a dredger out there right now. And so if you are out at near near the lake, you know, we kind of be cautious. There's a lot of equipment and, and people working, uh, but essentially it's a big vacuum and it's sucking up all the sediment out of the bottom of the lake, putting it into these big tubes that are on the shore. And then those will have to be there here for a little while to dry out. And then later in July, we'll have a a crew come in and uh, haul that soil away, plant new grass, restore the site to what it was. So it's going to be kind of messy here, you know, through May, June, July. Uh, but it will hopefully bring, you know, better water quality to the lake, better fish habitat, better fishing opportunities for people that want to go out and check that out, um, and, you know, just, just overall a good project.
0: Right. Get get some things cleaned up, especially with the weather warming. And with that being said, linear trail as well—it's bringing people outside. And I know you guys are doing a little work there. Too.
1: We we are yes. Um, so just as a reminder, you know linear trail uh, is portions of it are still closed from about South Manhattan Avenue to the Blue River Bridge. Or Highway twenty four is closed as part of the levee project. That's a city project that's you know in, in increasing the the flood resiliency of the community by raising that flood control levee. Um, starting in uh, June, June 1st will be kind of the second phase of that trail closure. And so they'll be closing the segment from the blue river bridge there at highway 24 north and west to casement. So here for the next, for the month of may, you can ride that, walk that, run that section, of trail, you know, there's a a good trailhead opportunity at Northeast park or at casement and Hayes, but starting June one, uh, people have to find a different route.
0: Construction, construction, construction. Seems all the time. the name of the game here in Manhattan.
1: It is. We, we have no shortage of things to improve and work on in the community.
0: It's right. progress. Yeah, exactly. That's one way to look at it. It's all, it's all for the good of the cause. Anything else you guys want to add?
1: Well, you know, my son is super excited about pools. Um, we've, we've got him his pool pass already, and uh, he's signed up for two sessions of swim lessons. So, you know, he's, he's very much looking forward to that. Um, I, I will, you know, a couple of plugs, a couple of events coming up, you know, Bridget Everett Day is tomorrow. And so that, that's, that's going to be an exciting opportunity for, for those of you that follow her show and uh, May, th- May 3rd uh, front of Johnny Kaw and then a presentation to the city commission as well. Uh, there's the, the car show is coming up May 7th in city park, which is always a fun, fun time. Hope for good weather for sure. <laughs> as people bring out their classic cars and diff- different, different uh, hot rods and things to show. Um, and then there's an indoor aquatics presentation to the City Commission on May 17th as well. That's where that group will present their report, recommendations, and uh, we'll discuss next steps for indoor aquatics in the community.
0: Awesome. And I think we have a caller as well. So we'll have uh, the caller join the show. Good morning. You're on In Focus. Hello. I have
1: two questions. You guys were supposed to build a
3: park up in Miller Ranch in the Schultz Park area or a uh, playground and
1: keep getting told that you guys are waiting on a grant. At what point do you guys seek alternate funding? Because that's been years. Yeah, so the the park you're asking about is Schultz Park. And, um, you know, the city has uh, in our capital improvement program about $250,000 set aside for park improvements there. And we've applied in 2020 for a land and water conservation grant through the national park service that would double that money. So we'd have 500,000 to work with. And the the goal of the project is to, is to build out the Loma Ridge entrance, uh, with some parking and trailhead and, um, playground area, and just kind of, you know, set the stage for future park development in that part of the park. And we have been waiting and we've been talking with our, our contacts at the department of wildlife and parks here at the state level. And, you know, they they don't know exactly when, Um, you know, we've we've talked about other funding opportunities. We're not sure where to find, you know, that much that much money. And we obviously want to use the local dollars as best we can. So finding a way to double those funds seems like, um, you know, something that we should should still hold out hope for. Um, We think it's a good we think it's a good project. We think we're going to get those funds. We just have to wait on that federal process. And unfortunately, it has taken quite a bit longer than we thought it would.
0: Thank you for that answer, and thank you for calling in. Uh, Wyatt, Sydney, thank you guys for joining this morning on In Focus. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and good luck with everything this summer. Thank you. Yeah,
1: you too. Thanks.
0: We'll be right back here on In Focus with Jonathan Mertz and Deanna Likes. A happy Monday to you, and welcome back to In Focus. Kelsey Bigelow in for Brandon Peoples today, joined by Parks and Rec. And we're in segment number two already, moving right along. Jonathan Mertz, event supervisor and Deanna Likes, marketing coordinator for Flint Hills Discovery Center. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. Good morning.
3: Good. Yep, doing great.
0: It's May already. It's crazy to believe.
3: And chilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: chilly and wet, nonetheless, <laughs> of course. <laughs> hopefully i mean i can handle this up i'm from nebraska and one of my friends said they had chances of snow so Mm. i'll go without that yeah (laughs) i understand though you guys have a pretty big event coming up this weekend flint hills festival so i'll let whoever wants to step up to the plate first
3: well the flint hills festival is this saturday the 7th from 10 a.m to 5 p.m at the flint hills discovery center It's one of our largest events of the year. We take over Bloor Plaza, the park directly across the street from the Discovery Center, and it's a celebration of the Flint Hills. We'll have food trucks, lots of kids' activities, community groups, live music. It's just a true festival. It's, there'll be something there for everyone.
0: And how long have you guys been doing this, uh, Flint Hills festival?
3: Ooh, that's a trick question. (laughs) 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 Uh. We started out uh, about 10 years ago. We did a Flint Hills Day, and then after a couple of years, we expanded it into being the Flint Hills Festival and uh, took it from being a mostly indoor to an outdoor true festival with the music and food trucks and everything. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we weren't able to have it for a couple of years, so this is our return. What's really exciting is that this is the 10th anniversary of the Flint Hills Discovery Center So as part of the celebration of our anniversary, the festival itself is going to be a free public event. So come on down, park, get out, walk around, see what's there.
0: (laughs) Right. And you guys have live music as well. Is that right?
3: That's correct. We have uh, a drum line from Topeka coming in. We have uh, haymakers from Wichita. And of course, uh, locally, the Thundering Cats will be performing.
0: Lots of great music, and mm-hmm. with that, I, I think I saw that there's going to be some exhibits for the Discovery Center itself. I don't know if that's taking place during that event, but could you talk to that?
3: Well, it's actually the last weekend of Measurement Rules, our traveling exhibit at the Flint Hills Discovery Center, so it is your last chance to see it, and I have to say, it's a really fun exhibit, and kids have really enjoyed it. They get to go in there and see how many uh, apples tall they are or how many chickens they weigh or different things like that. Um, Now for the exhibits, it is our regular admission rate uh, to see our exhibits this weekend, including during the festival, but it's a lot of fun and a great opportunity.
0: And there's lots of good stuff out at the Flint Hills Discovery Center, and there's the Prairie Playscape that's getting ready to open as well. Cindy, excuse me, Cindy was on last time, Deanna, do you want to talk to that? (laughs)
4: Yeah, we're really excited about the uh, opening of Prairie Playscape. Um, it's a huge renovation. Um, it's one of the few places in the Discovery Center that was really showing its age, and that's you know just because it gets used so often. And so this is going to be even bigger and better. the um, The roof has even been raised in one section to allow for a really big climbing structure. Um, there's going to be a wind um, wind tunnel. And I I think it's just going to be an amazing place for for kids. And that opens on Friday, uh, 10 a.m., our normal hour, uh, Friday, May 27th. And we're really excited about that.
0: And when we go to Flint Hills Discovery Center, what's the admission for people to get in if they want to come visit, check out this new Prairie Playscape?
4: So for adults, it's $10. And then we have some adult uh, discounts for $8. That is military Um, educators, seniors, and what's the other one? College students. College students, that's, yes. I'm so far removed from college that I (laughs) I often forget about them. Um, College students. And then it's $5 for children ages 2 to 17, and then under 2 is free. And, of course, members are always free.
0: Right. And you talk about that member, and I know you guys have kind of been pushing to get more memberships What's all? What all does it take to become a member, and then what all is included with that membership?
4: It's really easy to become a member. You can do it online. You can do it over the phone. You can come into the Discovery Center. It's thirty dollars for um, an an adult for for just a, an individual adult, um, and that's the cost of three visits. So if you're going to visit the Discovery Center three or more times mm-hmm. in one year, um, you know that's a it's a really great deal. Um, a family membership, which is two adults and the named children in your family, is $80. Um, and so, I mean, it's, you know, it's a really great deal. You can come in for an hour here and there um, or spend the whole day. Um, it's a really great value. I think, I think one of the things that um, most excites me... Being new on staff is that we have a um, member opening um, event coming up, and that's one of the many benefits that that you get. Um, you'll get access, um, you know, to when we open Big League Fun on on the twenty seventh, um, the member event on the twenty seventh. You'll get you'll get to come in early and, and play there um, and experience that, um, and then. Um, also, that night, with that being our opening of Kidscape as well, uh, or I'm sorry, Prairie Playscape. A <laughs> Prairie Playscape. We're going to, um, you know, have that open so kids can can play in there as well. Um, another really great benefit. Um, this is National Travel and Tourism Week, and um, one of the things with the ASTC program is that you can get reciprocal memberships, um, and we have four other um, amazing places in Kansas. And then there are places all over the country and even all over the world that you can, you know, take your Discovery Center membership and get free or reduced entry to all of these other great facilities that, that we have.
0: Right, a lot. A lot comes with that, and you mentioned the big league fun exhibit. That's one of those exhibits that a lot of people around here might be more excited to see. It's a sports one, baseball. Can you just talk to what all that's going to include?
4: Yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun. I think it's going to be good for um, for kids and for adults. Anyone who's a who's a baseball fan, um, there's going to be um, a place where you can kind of pretend that you're pre- <laughs> that you're announcing the game. Um, and uh, batting cage pitching um, just you know all of those things that that surround a baseball game and surround a fan experience of going to a baseball game
0: awesome so again Flint Hills Festival this weekend Saturday May 7th 10 a.m to 5 p.m free activities free music food trucks I mean what's not to enjoy is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on
3: well, one thing that's really exciting is that we moved the Flint Hills Festival a little bit earlier in the year, so we're able to uh, partner with some K-State organizations. Like the entomology club's going to be at the festival with live bugs, <laughs> and the geology club's going to be there with a the stream activity, and the rodeo club from K-State are coming. And so there's really there's going to be a bounce house, and then for the adults, we do have uh, several wineries that will be there, so you can do some wine tasting. There really is something for everyone at the festival.
0: Awesome. Lots of good stuff. Thanks again for joining us this morning, guys. And good luck this weekend with all the activities you guys have going on.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Once again, this is In Focus. We have a lot more still coming your way. We're going to hear from Daphne McNally with the Flint Hills Transportation Area Agency up next here on In Focus. News Radio KMAN. Good morning and welcome back to In Focus. Kelsey Bigelow in for Brandon Peoples today. Joined now by... Executive Administrator of the Flint Hills Area Transportation Agency, Daphne McNally. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Can't complain. I mean, a <laughs> little little less water outside. Yes. But we need it, so I'm not going to complain. Very true. I feel like my <laughs> plants have just bloomed overnight. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I know. I was driving around the other day and saw all the flowers just popping up, and yeah. I was like, wow, where did where did that come from? <laughs> so I... I know you guys have had a lot uh, going on, obviously, and now students kind of getting ready to shift out of the area, so I'm sure that makes changes for the transportation uh, across the area, but fare Free Fridays is something that you guys uh, have been doing. Yes, yeah, so we did that, that
5: through April to celebrate 10 years of our fixed routes, and I think it went really well. It was a good way to try and get people out on the buses who'd maybe never done that before um, without having to pay the fare, and so I think that... We'd love to try and continue something like that maybe throughout the year or something. We're going to look into other opportunities to to continue that option.
0: Right. Just get people introduced to the idea. I know a lot of college students might not even know that the transportation (laughs) is there for them. I know. Like for me, I didn't even know and took me a while. Yeah. And (laughs) K-State
5: students ride for free all the time as long as they have their ID. So that's definitely a good option for them. And I guess something that I do want to ask you, it's not necessarily in the
0: notes, but I know with COVID restrictions kind of Mm -hmm. lifting, uh, where's the transportation stand in terms of masking with uh, the bus?
5: Yeah, that's actually a great question. So right now we are not requiring masks. Um, Obviously, it's a kind of up in the air type of thing with the current, you know, appeal Mm -hmm. going on. But for now, you don't need to wear your mask while you're on the bus. Okay, I just thought I'd ask and get that one out of the way, <laughs> sure. just for everyone
0: wondering. Uh, something else that you had uh, in your l- notes that you wanted to talk on is celebrating the riders, which I think is kind of an interesting idea because you don't think about celebrating the people that are riding on the bus, but
5: yeah, I think that we were just trying to get in touch and show people what you know, a normal writer looks like. or also just celebrating the fact that there's some really awesome people in this community that support public transportation and use it frequently, especially um, we had somebody from Ascension Via Christi who got awarded uh, an award for helping out his patients just in such an amazing way and reached out to us and he was like, hey guys, I did this. Um, and we were like, that's so cool. We're going to share this. So we want to celebrate our writers. So if you're a writer of Bus and you have awesome news to share with us, please do so. And
0: how can people kind of share that with you? I mean, what's the avenue to do so?
5: Uh, You can message us on Facebook. You can reach out to the office, give us a call. Um, I'm extension six, if you ever want to talk to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, though. I mean, just kind of giving back, I guess, in a way to the riders that have maybe been hopping on your bus or just even giving back to the community in general. Yeah. So I know you're also uh, pushing for kind of using social media, Facebook outlets to give drivers a little bit of uh, a testimonial, whether that yeah. might be good or bad, but just so you guys can have that feedback. Can you yeah. talk to
5: that? Yeah. So we really just wanted to be able to show people that our drivers are, are humans. <laughs> they <laughs> they do have lives outside of driving, and they really make a huge difference for our, our organization, and we wanted to share that with them. So we, uh, we've been sharing those. If you see them on Facebook, give them a like. Share it with your friends. <laughs> Say hi to our drivers. <laughs>
0: As far as driver needs goes, I know uh, a lot of places are facing those shortages. Where do you guys stand as far as employment kind of goes? Are
5: you looking for drivers? Is that something you're pretty content with right now? Still actively looking for drivers, pretty much always actively looking for drivers. We would love to have more. If you're interested, we do have a CDL training program. You don't have to have that coming in. We'll pay to get you trained, pay to get you that CDL, and then you start driving with us full time. And as far as, I guess I would be interested to know, hours for something like that, how yeah. does how does that shape up? You know, we prefer somebody who can give at least a part-time or full-time position, but we are super flexible right now just because we do have a large need for drivers. In requirements, is it just your
0: typical, like, 16, you have a license, or is it, I assume it's probably a little bit older. It's a
5: little older um, to have the insurance cover you because right. of the fact that you're carrying passengers, you do have to be 21.
0: Okay, 21. Mm-hmm. And... I guess looking for those opportunities, where can uh, someone go to kind of see those openings or get in contact?
5: Yeah, our website is probably the best resource. It's fhata.org, and then you can just go to the employment tab, and there's all that information there. Awesome.
0: Uh, other than that, I know this weekend you guys kind of have an outreach. Yes, uh, there's a lot of <laughs> things going around or going on around uh, the area this weekend. But the Flint Hills Festival this weekend, we yeah. just got done talking about it with Parks and Rec. But yeah. you guys are also involved in that. Can you just talk to what you guys are going to be out yeah, there? doing? Yeah, so
5: we're going to bring a bus down there um, and give people the opportunity to hop on board without actually having to take a ride. See what it looks like inside of a bus. And we're also going to bring uh, one of our driver vests down. And if you want to put on the vest and hop in the driver's seat, <laughs> see what it's it's like to kinda of drive that. We're gonna have that opportunity down there and also just a booth where you can learn more about how Autobus works. Awesome. That is the Flint Hills Festival
0: this Saturday, ten A.M. to five PM Blue Earth Plaza. There's going to be lots of great stuff going on out there. We it's just talked with them. Yeah, I mean, food trucks. Uh, hop on the bus and check it out. But I'm sure that'll be a big appeal for maybe parents with little kiddos. I know they always like to yes. hop in the front seat and act <laughs> like they're driving around.
5: Yeah, it's kind of crazy once you do get in there because you're like, I, I don't want to drive this. <laughs> like, this is
0: a big vehicle.
5: <laughs> right. But it is cool to to have that experience with people in the community. That's awesome. Is
0: there anything else that you wanted to touch on that the transportation agency might be taking part in or?
5: Um, I think just stay in touch with our Facebook. Facebook, look out for opportunities to, to join us and come talk to us in the community because we'd love to have that engagement. And again,
0: what's the website for people if they are looking for those employment? Sure,
5: it's FHATA.org, which is Flint Hills Area Transportation Agency.org. Awesome. Thank
0: you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah. Hope you can stay dry out there. Yeah, thanks, Kelsey. <laughs> This has been In Focus on News Radio KMAN. We still have one more segment left to go Conventions and Visitor Bureau. We're going to be hearing from Karen Hibbard here on News Radio KMAN.
6: Good morning. Welcome into In Focus here on News Radio KMAN. It is a Monday morning, and we have Karen Hibbard here. A uh, little off schedule here today, but there's good reason for that. Uh, Karen, of course, the uh, Executive Director of the Manhattan Convention and Visitors Bureau. Glad to have you here.
7: Thank you, Brandon. Good morning to you. And what a great day it is. We are celebrating National Tourism Week this week. And so we kicked it off yesterday, one of my very favorite days of the year, May Day. Happy belated May Day to you. But all week long, we're going to be celebrating National Tourism Week and tourism right here in Manhattan, Kansas.
6: Absolutely, and uh, there's good reason for that, and uh, you have a pretty big day coming up tomorrow. But uh, National Tourism Week, uh, this is um, obviously a national effort here, but uh, what's kind of the, the focus here?
7: Well, the focus is for locally for us to recognize those things that make Manhattan unique, that as our uh, leisure travelers come into our community, those things that they want to see, those things that they enjoy, much of those are the things that we enjoy as well. And so we're really highlighting tourism. Brandon, kind of a couple of facts that I uh, want to uh, just share with our listening audience is we have a significant number of visitors that come into our community. On average, on a yearly average, taking the pandemic out, On average, we welcome about 350,000 visitors to our community on a year. That's significant. When those visitors come into our community, they spend money. They go to our shops. They eat in our restaurants. They enjoy our attractions. um, They experience Manhattan. Typically, on average, a visitor will spend about $311 per day. So you can see why we get really excited when a visitor comes into our county, into our community. Also, did you know that tourism-related businesses represent the fourth largest employer here in Manhattan in the Riley County area?
6: I did not know that.
7: So as we have come through this pandemic and we uh, saw some of our restaurants have to change the way that they delivered our favorite product or attractions having to have different hours, uh, you quickly can understand the significance when those jobs were um, shrunk. And as we are coming back out of that, the importance of tourism, it affects our livelihoods here but it also affects the ability to attract. So tourism is very, very important to us. So as we join a nationwide national in celebrating National Tourism Week, we're doing that so that folks can understand the significance of tourism to our community.
6: Well, and there's uh, Manhattan has been in the media a little bit here. Uh, nationally. Uh, the spotlight's been on it, I should say, and that is uh, from a TV show. Uh, yes. And we're going to be celebrating that here tomorrow in yes. the community.
7: Yes, absolutely. Tomorrow uh, tomorrow night, we would encourage Folks, if you uh, would like to participate, we would love to have you help us welcome Bridget Everett home. She was born and raised here in Manhattan, Kansas. As you know, she has an HBO show called Somebody Somewhere um, that uh, has really caught on, and a lot of people have really enjoyed seeing Manhattan um, being highlighted in that show. So Bridget is; it will be in town. We're going to have a meet-and-greet For Bridget, you should be seeing some signs that say, Welcome Home, Bridget, on some of our marquees. So tomorrow afternoon from 4.30 to 6 o'clock, there will be a meet and greet with Bridget at City Park, right in front of Johnny Caw in that green space. Uh, You'll have an opportunity for a photo. Grab a photo with uh, Bridget have an opportunity to meet her. And then uh, after the meet and greet, At 7 o'clock, we encourage you to join us at City Hall, where Mayor Morse and the City Commission will be um, reading the proclamation and Bridget will be receiving the Proclamation for National Tourism Week and Bridget Everett Day. So we're really excited about that, to be able to recognize one of our own, uh, one that loves her community, the community that she grew up in, but to help shine the light. And we have had several conversations. I know that Bridget uh, will probably be even able to share more, but we've uh, had several conversations that, as a result of people watching that show that don't live here, are now making plans to come to Manhattan, Kansas. What a great opportunity to be able to tell and to showcase what Kansas has to offer, not only Manhattan, but the Flint Hills region. When you think about the entire state of Kansas, there are so many things that we can see, do, and enjoy. You don't have to travel far to uh, enjoy right here in, in the great state of Kansas in which to enjoy tourism.
6: I have to say, you know, this is great for me because I've watched the show, and there's little subtle hints at Manhattan throughout the show, whether that be somebody's shirt, uh, you see a Varsity Donuts shirt, or you see something on Points Avenue or Aggieville, and it's just really neat to see that uh, featured. I even saw a shot of Tuttle Creek Boulevard you know, one day on, on one of the shows what a neat opportunity.
7: Absolutely. Well, I have yet to see the show, but I am eager to see that. I'm eager to visit with Bridget to hear about, tell us a little bit about how did that come about? How was that vision? And and all of those things. And so um, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to have a conversation with her at some point in time, Brandon, that that you can ask her those questions that we can share with our listeners about about why Manhattan, why so special to you, because you and I both know what a great community it is that we get to live in and enjoy on a day-to-day basis.
6: Anything else going on for National Tourism? Week?
7: Sure. Well, yesterday again, with it being May Day, we kicked it off with uh, encouraging folks to. This is this is a suggested itinerary, Brandon, and so uh, even though yesterday is already passed, uh, we were encouraging our folks and uh, through social media to make sure that they go to Sunset Zoo. Uh, As you know, we just have opened Expedition Asia, and what a wonderful facility that is. So here are some things that we are highlighting throughout the week. Certainly there is so much more. We only have five days in which to get people out and about and around. But here are some things that we're suggesting that you do. Besides going to Sunset Zoo... Today, you've probably noticed that we have a lot of beautiful murals across our community. Mm-hmm. So, we are asking our listeners and our our fans of Visit Manhattan to go experience Manhattan, take pictures of their favorite mural. Maybe there's some murals that you have yet to determine that to discover. We want you to discover those murals, and then we want you to take a picture and tag us at Visit Manhattan, as you were there. Uh, Throughout the week, as that goes on, we are going to be giving away $50 cash and little apple dollars uh, to those who take a picture of themselves in front of a mural, and then they tag themselves to either hashtag Visit Manhattan, Kansas, or hashtag NTTW 22, so that stands for National Travel and Tourism Week 22. So that gets you out and about, gets you to see all of the great murals that uh, are around our community. You might want to walk downtown through Aggieville. You might want to drive around and see how many we have. I'm not going to spill the beans as to how many uh, murals there are in this community, but we have several, and um, we're just we're really happy because those really showcase our community well. So that's on on today. Uh, certainly, we've talked about Tuesday, tomorrow being Bridget Everett Day. You will see signs that say, Welcome home, Bridget. On Wednesday, we have so many great things that have been fixtures of our community for several years. We're encouraging you to uh, go explore at the Beach Museum of Art. As you know, the beach just celebrated its 25th anniversary. What a great treasure it is to be inspired by art, be inspired. If you don't want to go in the inside, just walk around the outside of the Beach Museum. It's beautiful. The Kansas State University campus, you can walk through that campus and uh, be in awe of all of the beautiful structures that are there. But specifically on Wednesday, we are wanting you to, to think about, go in, experience the Beach Museum of Art. Then on Thursday, we're encouraging you to zoom over to the Midwest Dream Car Collection, and en- enjoy Manhattan's newest uh, attraction. They welcome, in. you want to take a guess about how many visitors they welcome on a yearly basis?
6: Oh, man, that's, that's difficult. Um, 10,000.
7: Mm, you're close, about 8,000. Okay. And, you know, they're relatively new, and we've had to deal with a pandemic with that. So with all of their activities, with their cars continually changing uh along, the, uh along the way, you can go in and you'll see a different car uh, from time to time when, when you visit, because you probably won't visit it every day. But we're asking you to uh, go over to the Midwest Dream Car uh, Museum and experience that on Thursday. Then on Friday, Brandon, we have a regional competition that is taking place. Are you going to participate in that?
6: Regional comp? Oh, is the air guitar? Yes, it's uh, the
7: U.S. Air Guitar Competition that's going to be taking place, and it's this year. It's a regional competition.
6: That has snuck up on me. I have not signed up,
7: so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better hurry because <laughs> there are twenty spots for uh, air. Air guitar competitors to compete. It's a free event. It'll be at 7:30 at the Wareham, and so we are planning on that being a standing room only event. So come, enjoy, cheer on your favorite uh, air guitar musician. Yes, you can make a living from playing air guitar. So that will be uh, Friday, May the seventh, and then. On Saturday, we will conclude National Tourism Week with the Flint Hills Discovery Center uh, Flint Hills Fest, and so what a great day to go, experience, have fun at the Flint Hills Discovery Center out in the Blue Earth Plaza, just to enjoy that facility. What a great way that is to celebrate their tenth anniversary and all of that the Flint Hills Discovery Center has done not only for Manhattan but for the entire Flint Hills region. So, as you can see, we have a full week of activities planned. We encourage you to go to our website, visit manhattanks.org to see for yourself all of the other things that uh, that Manhattan has to offer that we just we really should have a national tourism month probably in order to really showcase all of the things that that we have to offer. We also certainly, as you're out and about, you're probably going to get hungry. We encourage you to uh, enjoy some of Manhattan's unique restaurants and opportunities around the community. So make sure you do that so um, you can know what a special, unique community we enjoy.
6: Absolutely. All right. Well, Karen, I think you have one of the most fun jobs around. So
7: <laughs> I enjoy it tremendously.
6: Yeah. It's always good to talk to you.
7: It is as you as well. So happy May. Happy National Tourism Week.